The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, Thunder Rosa gives her moments and memories of being back at Daly's place for the first time in over two years. Also, we speak to Ryan Nemeth of AEW, and then Mickey James joins the podcast and talks about her now being a huge part of OVW. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Great morning, David. It was TV time this Wednesday, and Thunder Rosa um, was on TV with a great team. Uh, Chris Datlander, Willow, Nightingale, Anna J versus the Outcast. And uh, Sky Blue, and definitely one of the most popular, loved champions, Julia Hart. And let me tell you, David, what a moment for me to come back to Daily's Place. I have not been there uh, wrestling for almost like two years. That's what a lot of my fans were reminding me. Um, I want to remind everybody, if you don't know about me, and this is the first time that you listen to me talk, um, I made my jump for my bigger career at Daly's Place in August 2020 during the pandemic. Uh, I was given an opportunity to wrestle Serena Deeb. We both were not signed. I was signed with the NWA at the time. I was a champion, and she was not signed. After that match, she uh, went along and got signed, and I went along for a crazy ride, David, and where um, so many wonderful things happened to me, and one of them I will have to say because this is the one that everybody reminds me and we won a match of the year in 2021, the Lights match, which uh, I think he revolutionized modern women's wrestling in a way that it was never been seen before uh, because, you know, Britt Baker and I, we we took it to the next level and we were allowed to do that during during that match. Main eventing for the first time at, uh, you know, um, at AW. I mean, this place has been a cornerstone in my career and uh and a cornerstone for a lot of people's career during this time because yep. it allowed people that never seen before to have an opportunity and a huge platform for them to show who they who they were um it's i am so proud of everybody that was in the match on wednesday and like i said i believe that um this time at, in aw i i am involved with some of the best crew of women's wrestlers that we ever had on aw and we have champions from so many different backgrounds, which makes it even amazing. 
Um, you know, again, I really enjoy being with former champions there and like champions like Julia Hart. And like we we interviewed her last week and busted open. Uh, she's definitely one of the ones that I have my a target for. If I given an opportunity, I'm definitely going to go after that. But, um, uh, you know, um, and then you said you have a sky blue. There's so many people that are so popular in that match. And and, and the, the way that they allow me to be in this homecoming kind of showcase match, it was super special. And and the and and I think another important thing for Anna J to have won at Daily's place is that that's another place where she also became a superstar. Um and she was able to to pay homage to to Brody Lee, which was super yeah. important at the beginning of AEW. So um I mean I have so much to say and I don't want to make it all about me, but I can tell you I don't know if I'm the only one who felt that way, but I can tell you I was having flashbacks of all the good and bad things that happened for me. But it's like, this is like the journey that I went through the last two years and how special and how challenging it was at times. Um, so I I am really thankful that I was able to be on Dynamite and I was really thankful for, there was a little fan, she dressed up like me and she, her parents told me about it and I just I totally forgot that I was on TV. I just went down. Yeah, I saw you like pointing at her, and they, and they showed her. They they the camera showed her in the yeah. crowd. I I got I, I have a lot of questions, Thunder. So, okay. uh, Tommy Tommy and I started off the show yesterday about Daly's place, and uh, we were talking about you know the big venues in the history of pro wrestling. And I and and listen, like a lot of people are saying, well, come on, you can't compare a Daly's place to Madison Square Garden. Well. For AEW in this very short period of time, because AEW's been only been around for five years, Daily Place is kind of like their major venue because of the lockdown and because of COVID-19 and because of all those shows that AEW had at Daily's Place for a long time. That was the headquarters of AEW for, what, a year or more? Yeah, you know, more. all of AEW's programming came out of Daily's Place. But let's put that aside for a second because it was your return, as you said, in over two years to Daly's place. You mentioned about the match with Britt Baker and you mentioned the match with Serena Deeb. There's a lot of things because that match in March of 2021, in a lot of ways that elevated your career, elevated Britt Baker's career. I, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, Thunder, that was the first time you ever bled in a match. Correct was yes, yes was in absolutely. that was at that match. Yeah, it was that match. Yes, I was. That yeah. was the first time, and and I was very adamant about it. I I, I mean, I like to do street matches and stuff, but I never thought uh, that I will do something like that. But it, I mean, it paid off because that that was, you know, going back seeing um, a lot of uh, the pre tapes that we did and the uh, the promos and everything. It just made it just made sense, right? That that happened. And I think um, when you do things like that in terms of like bleeding and to tell a, a bigger story and to be a, a bigger payoff, I think it was, it was really important for, for the story at the time. So you're at Daly's place. It's March of 2021. You're, you're, you still have not been signed by AEW. Nope. And then nope. you're going to do this match. That's a main event match on dynamite. And you're going to bleed for the first time. I'm sure you've never done a match like that. So I can't imagine all the things that were going through your head. 
first time going to bleed, um, main event match. Uh, you know, I'm not signed. This is this could make or break my career. There must have been a thousand thoughts twirling around in your head before that match. Absolutely, David. There is at a point in in my career, right? Uh, that um, some of the stuff were challenged. And I remember just thinking in my head some thoughts, right? Um, at the moment when I was in NWA, um, I was being I was being leased to AEW. So I will say I wasn't getting paid as much as some people were, right? But you were like the workhorse. So you're like working all the time. I, th- at that point, it's not about the, the pay, like the monetary pay. You had to prove yourself uh, in a lot of yes, ways. Yes, there was a lot to prove myself. Uh, there was a lot for me to prove. I mean, um, I enter the cage in 2019 to prove to everyone that I was a tough bitch. Now, just so people who don't you know, know, in 2009, in 2019, you had an MMA match. You, you stepped into the cage in 2019. So if we talk about bleeding, I still have that. I have a cut right here to remind me that um, I challenged myself to a limit because I could have gotten killed, like literally, yeah. because I trained for six months. I was a white belt. I had no business doing MMA, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to challenge myself because people did not give me the chance, the time of the day as a professional athlete because I was dancing, because I was having too much fun. It was just they were not giving me the chance. I came to NWA. David Lagana saw something in me, and he was the one who proposed that I became the champion. Then when when COVID happened, you know, I was defending the title everywhere I could. I was super active. Again, it was like earning my stripes to this point. And during those, when we were doing the buildup, there was something that it just never left my mind and hasn't left it yet. You don't even go here. You don't belong here. You're not from here. What are you doing here? Get out. You're not part of AEW. That was something that just being, I was reminded every single week. So the fact that we have the lights out match and the fact that Tony Khan saw something a potential in me and gave me the opportunity to win at the lights how much, regardless if it counted to my uh, record or not. That says something about him seeing something in me and ha- him seeing something in other people. The Forbidden Door started at Daly's Place. Yeah, I was one of the first ones, if not probably the first one, to come as a champion to wrestle another champion for a pay-per-view and all out, which was super special. Like, I can like I can tell you, there's so many things. I remember sitting with the FDR signing autographs that, that day when I first, we, when I came for All Out. And I still have that video and I watched it not too long ago. And now I'm working really close with Dax, which I want to give him a shout out. He's been a super support for me here since I, we started Collision. And him, uh, Brian Dennison have, um, and even CM Punk, they saw a lot in me, you know, and they, they have a lot of faith in me as, as an athlete. Right. So it was a very important moment in time in my career for me. And I can speak for other people like Hobbs, who's like now on top. Um, Julia Hart, who started there. Uh, Man, there's so many people. And like, seriously, it wouldn't happen if 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 we didn't have Daly's place. So I went through all this. I went through all this. Going back to the question that you did. Yes, I had a lot of doubts. I, I didn't want to mess up. I didn't I did not want to mess up. I, I want to make sure that I give my best, my absolute best. 
to have the best match that Britt and I could have together. And I think we did a, an absolutely amazing job. I mean, people, our fans still talk about it. Uh, that's going to be one of the things that I am very proud of, that I was part of, that um, that we we make it happen, that um, he built us up and, and he really, again, he gave me a badge of honor. And people keep watching that match. That's the match that they show to their friends. Hey, you want to see some, uh, you know, women's wrestling? Boom, they put that match and they're like, whoa, this is really cool. Like recently, last last week, uh, one of my new friends, that was her the first match that she watched. She was 10 years old. She's never watched wrestling before. And she watched that match and she started watching all my matches. And then she came and watched me. Uh, he came and watched a show in uh, North Carolina. And um, and I took her to the back. She's like, like I said, she's 10. She didn't know nothing about um, women's professional wrestling. She fell in love with me. She fell in love with Serena Deeb. She fell in love with so many other women, uh, even... She knew all the girls at AEW by the time that she she went on Saturday. So that's what I'm saying. Like we we were able to create something really positive for women's wrestling just in general. And Tony gave us that platform, which was a main event, uh, an extreme match for for women and, and, and all the stuff that were involved in that. So I'm very, very proud of that moment. The number one pro wrestling show on the planet, Busted Open, is available seven days a week by subscribing and downloading the Busted Open podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. Join me alongside two WWE Hall of Famers, Mark Henry and Bully Ray, the hardcore legend, Tommy Dreamer, plus Thunder Rosa and Mickey James all week long as we break down everything going on in and out of the ring. Listen to Busted Open right now on the SXM app or wherever you get your podcasts. As a wrestling fan, you know it's hard. All the blood, the sweat, the tears, the chairs. It's a hard day out there. And do you know what tastes incredible after a hard day in the ring? A Mike's Hard Lemonade. You get all hot and bothered, and then you can cool off with an ice-cold hard lemonade. Since day one, Mike's Hard Lemonade has been making lemonade the hard way. They take three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked, from family farms and cold press them to create a taste like no other. They choose to do things the hard way because they know hard days deserve a hard lemonade. That's why for 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. Find now in store, Mike's is hard, so is prison. Don't drive drunk, premium malt beverage with flavors, Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. 
to get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. We bring in Mr. Ryan Emmett. Sir, how are you? And thank you so much for the Uh, time. Mr. and sir, in the same sentence, I am just chuffed right now thank you for having me good morning <laughs> well listen man we've never met we've never met so i have what? to show respect we've never met what first how, time on the show possible wild it's well listen i'm honored to the, be here the thunder the world's very big thunder and there's many people now nah, not the wrestling world. world is very small especially we went that. in la we went to la do you still live in la i'm in la yeah yeah, he's super active in L.A., especially in the comedy scene. I just like it just popped in my mind. I'm really sad that uh, the Pasadena store, the Lucha Brothers store is no longer there. But you had a comedy show there with your brother yeah. a couple of months ago. Right. So just yeah, yeah. and a lot of a, a lot of the wrestlers went and supported. So, like, how did you get started in comedy? Oh, sure. I'll tell you. You know, that show was so fun. It was the the most of my wrestling community I've ever seen at one of our comedy shows. It was so fun. Um, I started doing comedy in college before I ever got involved with wrestling. I was doing sketch and improv at, uh, you know, I would spend summers in Chicago doing Second City and I.O. and uh, do a weekly show in Cincinnati. And then I moved to Chicago and then I got into wrestling and then uh, at some point I got back into comedy and now there's a nice little blend of the two together, which is cool. And uh, I'll be doing a little show at the stand tomorrow night in New York city and uh big Stokes on the show. So I'm pretty psyched about that. So if you want to see wrestlers do stand up and uh, ones that are good at it, I hope <laughs> come, come tomorrow. Big, to big Stokes. Now uh, that big, you go to yeah. go for tickets, go to the stand NYC.com. There are still some tickets left, but they're going fast. So make sure you get them right now. If you're in your car, pull over and buy a ticket yeah. right now, especially if you're in New Safely York stop the car. Please. Yeah, I mean, well, listen, I just want to put that PSA out there because there could be some people that will just keep on driving. But, you know, <laughs> you mentioned Stokely's going to be on that show. Kyle Lewis is also yep. going to be on that show. Kyle Lewis is going to open up uh, for my show February 10th at the Gramercy Theater. Um, nice. Kyle is going to do stand-up comedy along with Mark Henry Thunder. 
Uh, Mark is going to do stand up. Mark's going to do stand up comedy. Oh so my God. I couldn't get I couldn't get Ryan or Nick. They're too big time for me. Uh, <laughs> but but you know what? They they're going to be in New York City tomorrow. So make sure you check. I got to get my show. talk to my agents. Hey, what the hell? Why did I? Miss oh that? my God! So see, there you go. You have to you go through agents. I just pick up the phone and call people. But but yeah, again, it's uh on uh go to the stand New York City the stand nyc.com for tickets at the stand on 16th street in union square and and ryan like when it comes to comedy does that help at all in the world of pro wrestling because pro wrestling isn't just about the wrestling in the ring it is about personality is about character it is about being comfortable on the microphone so does that help at all well listen it can help and it can hurt it can help for all the reasons you just listed I'm extremely comfortable on the microphone. I'm fine be having a punchline made of me and uh, I'm quick on my feet. So that's great. In, uh, for example, a year ago, I think it was in Cincinnati, Hangman Adam Page in our main event got injured unexpectedly. And the show kind of came to a halt and the crowd was kind of uncomfortable and he was getting wheeled out. And I just was nearby. And I think Tony just looked over and said, go out there, cut a promo. And I was like, okay. And then uh, I got out there, got some heat with Cincinnati, and then the whole Blackpool Combat Club uh, talked back to me and then beat my ass. And so that was good. You know, I was quick on my feet, and I was able to kind of making the people laugh and boo me, and I could uh, just get beat up real fast, and it made people go home happy. But the, the trouble is that you can be stuck in a scenario where the boss will only see you as that, and then that that's the danger zone. So it's a fine line you have to walk. Brian, in terms of your characters, I remember the first times I saw you, it was like at the Daily's Place. Uh-huh. Uh, you do this, you just think with the chunk, right? And you start dancing all sexy. And I was like, dude, that's gross. Do you do that when you do your comedy uh, sets or now? <laughs> uh, it came up, uh, we, the last show we did in LA at the Lyric Hyperion Theater, we, we, my brother and I took a few questions after our sets were done because the wrestling fans love asking questions. You can't deny them that, you know? Yeah. And one guy said, uh, how exactly do you do that dance? And I said, well, why don't you come on stage and give it a shot? So we had him do it oh, and God. gave him some lessons on stage. And that was a nice moment for him and his friends and family cheering us. So, you know, once in a while, if it's interactive, yes, but it's not part of my, my act. No, not at all. Now you do you do do shows with your brother as well because your brother uh, Nick does stand up as well. Do you have to carry him? Like, is it one thing like like you're really funny, but like he's your brother, so you have to have him <laughs> on the show? Terrible. Like, That's and listen, so I don't mind. I don't mind saying this. You're uh, Ryan. You're a very handsome man. Your brother thinks he's a handsome man. So like, wow. how is that? Handsome, how does David. that? Hold on, this, I'm talking now. Like, how does that, how does that work for you? I mean, do you feel like you, like, how does that work? That brother combination? How does that work for you? I have to say, this is the most honest and truthful question I've ever received. No one's ever put it so bluntly and so, uh, you know, accurately. So thank you. Um, he's extremely funny, but he is more in, in the the school of uh, loves traditional stand up, And a lot of people love that, you know, Here's my setup, punchline. Here's my setup. That's great. I can't do that. I'm more in the weird ass world of like Andy Kaufman, Steve Martin kind of style. So it's a nice combination. When you go to see a Hunkamania show, that's our brand. Uh, you're going to get some weird, goofy, silly stuff from me. And you're going to get some traditional punchline setups from him. And we always have uh, a couple of local amazing comics on and also some other guest wrestlers that show up. 
So, but yes, to answer the very uh, easy question, I am the hotter one of the two. Yes, thank you. Oh, wow. I mean, David says the same thing. Like he says that he's the hotter of the, the, the two. I got to be honest. <laughs> what was that? Who do, you, that? Who, who do you think is the hottest? I'm wondering, you haven't spoken yet. Oh, yeah, your opinion God. actually oh, really matters. You, David. Thunder, I'm, not, so. I'm not talking about you. You are like. <laughs> no, you know, your, opinion, your opinion matters in this thunder. So the floor is yours, thunder. I want to know who you think is the hotter Nemeth. And if it's not me, I'm going to leave this interview crying. Oh, my God. Well, I say that's a hard question. I am blushing now. I don't know. It's not a hard question. I just told you the answer. Well, the I, Ryan, I know you better. So I, I, I'm all about personalities. And I, I love your personality. I know how I love how you are. You're like the nicest. Oh, my God. And, and that you have the best tan ever. Oh, let me tell you, like, he's had the best tan ever. He does. And he works Thank really you. hard. He's a professional, uh, you're a professional trainer too, right? And then he's written I a book. I, I, sure, yeah. It's been for years now. So so I know you better than your brother. So I will take you. There, there you go. Thank you. I was worried this was going to be the, the way you let someone down where you don't want to go to the prom with them. You have a nice yeah. personality. You're very <laughs> you're awesome. Thank you, Connor. <laughs> Although I like your brother's hair better than yours. I'll have to say. Wow. Well, you just had, to, you couldn't have just stopped. You had no, to add I mean, that in there. All right. I mean, they're both really nice people, but your brother has, you know, better hair. I understand. You like the hair. I like now, the hair. Now, Ryan, you're able to get on stage with your brother. Now, with your brother being outside of the WWE bu bubble, and we saw it with New Japan at Wrestle Kingdom. Yes. Is to, it, now you have opportunities to actually work with him in the world of pro wrestling. Uh, how excited are you that? you know, that your brother's gone on to this next stage in his career? Well, I'm very excited about it. And, uh, man, I just had the flashback of when, when that kind of question is asked to someone and they say, well, you'll have to wait and see. I'm not doing that. I can't wait. <laughs> I think that's so, like, come on. Is there something or isn't there? What, which is it? Uh, I've been telling him to leave WWE for, like, over a decade now. I think it's always great to leave and reinvent yourself or leave and just do something else, man. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm psyched to tag with him. I'm psyched to do more comedy shows with him. We just shot Wanted Man, which is, like, incredible. Been getting a huge positive response to launch his new character. Uh, we have 3 million views over social platforms. Wow. I'm so, so, so psyched about the positive response. Some horror websites have been doing write-ups on it. Like it, that kind of stuff is what I'm psyched about. And it's, you can't do that kind of stuff when one of you is, you know, trapped in, in a very intense WWE schedule. So I'm very, very, very excited to uh, start wrestling with him, doing events with him and shooting more stuff. Yeah. Nemeth bros forever, baby. Um, talking about the Nimit brothers, uh, I heard that you guys are, you know, a Cleveland Browns fan. Is that right? <laughs> you heard that? Where'd I you hear heard that? that. <laughs> I have a couple friends that are, you know, very big Browns fans, and they actually talk about your brother and him going and doing some stuff when he was in WWE out there. Mm -hmm. But I have something for you, man. Tomorrow, Later. Texans play at the Texans Stadium tomorrow at 3.30, and it's sold out. And I want to say, if the Texans win, they want to do a bet with you. Uh -huh. If the Texans win, you have to wear a Texans jersey. If that the will never win, over my dead body, will they win? Whatever. But I accept the challenge. There you go. And if that if if you guys win, I will wear a Browns jersey, and you and you'll have to come back and bust it open and, and actually, you probably I, I would like for you to do like a a really bad joke about how about that. I accept the terms. Let's do it. And tomorrow is a big day for many reasons. And that's one of them. Let's do it. Yeah.
There you go, Dave. Go Browns! All right, Brian. <laughs> for you, mm-hmm. wrestling or comedy? <gasps> oh man. Well, comedy hurts a lot less, and uh, lately I've been doing a lot more of it. So, <laughs> you know, I can do comedy when I'm, I'm 80. I can't wrestle when I'm 80. So, grand scheme of things, long term, there's my answer. Okay, oh. com- so it's comedy. Oh, go ahead, Thunder. Yeah. We're talking about comedy and hurting a lot less. I went to see Iron Claw, and I saw you there. And I was like, oh, that's fine. That's cool. I've seen you in different movies, but this was really cool. Like, the wig and everything was really funny. Oh, um- I love the hair so much. <laughs> Every day when they took that off, I was so sad. I was so sad. I love the Gino hair. And t- just tell us more about your experience of working for Iron Claw. Sure. Um, I was. Uh, I auditioned for the role. And you know, when you audition for something, you kind of just have to put it out of your mind. Like you'll get yes. it or not. Don't, don't think about this. Don't obsess over it. And I was flying to an AEW show. I was in the air and I decided, well, let me get Wi-Fi. I'm kind of bored. So I signed in the Wi-Fi and I had all these messages from my manager going, call me, call me now. We need to confirm yes or no. Call me, call me. And I was like, what is this about? I guess I've been, you can't get calls in the air. So I've been missing these calls. And it's, he said, we got an offer for Gino Hernandez. Can, can you please, you got to tell this company. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, so I was psyched and it was kind of a panicky moment. So I was excited, but also like, oh, freaking out. Um, but it was so great. Uh, we spent, I think I worked three weeks on the movie, two weeks and then left and then came back for another week. We shot so much Gino stuff, which if you see the movie, you'd be amazed because it's just, it's a kind of a quick appearance. But there was a. Uh, Maybe someday there'll be a deleted scenes Gino vignette released. You know, probably not, but that'd be great. Uh, I love the hair. I thought the hair was so great. And Natalie, who handled the hair, is up for all these awards around the world for that. So that's really great. Um, I thought Zach Harris, Jeremy Allen White, they were all just incredible. The first day I showed up for a stunts rehearsal, they were like just dialed in watching Von Eric's matches. And I thought, well, this is not what I expected. I kind of expected them to, you know, deliver dialogue and then have stunt people come in but they were awesome it was a great experience i'm very lucky to have been part of it and like i said i was so sad every time the gino hair got taken off i love that (laughs) look man the wardrobe the gold chains like man that was fun just really great and talking about the stunts a chavo just got a um i think he's he's uh up for to get an award right oh yeah the stunt work that he did for this movie how was it to work with him and work and and did you see like how he was training uh, oh yeah definitely i've worked with chavo many times on uh tv and film kind of related things with wrestling we worked on my short film heel together we worked on glow together the season that never aired uh and so this would have been the third or fourth time we did something together that was great i love working with him uh, he has such a great language with actors who aren't wrestlers. He can really convey information to them safely uh, that they can understand and do. And when they can't do it, uh, you know, for example, Zach Efron would say, I'm comfortable doing this or, you know, today I'm not feeling it. And that's fine. There's someone else who would step in and do it or we can work around it. Um, I love working with Chavo. It's great. And he was like my older brother's mentor too. So it's always great to do oh, something. With okay. I always send a photo to my family. I go, look who I'm with, you know, um, when he was Kerwin white and my brother was his caddy <laughs> just so, so long ago. Um, I spent my birthday with him there. I was like, man, it's my birthday. And he took me out for a pizza and a beer while we were Aww. shooting, like not during shooting, like at nighttime, you know? So great family friend, love travel. 
Uh, how does it feel to be a part of this movie? Because it's only been released domestically. It's already doubled its budget up for so many awards. Like everybody's talking about it. Um, how does it feel just to be a part of this? I think that I knew as we were filming it, when, when I would look through the monitor, because they were filming it all on, shooting it all on film, I could tell right away that this was going to be the best depiction of pro wrestling I've ever seen in film or TV. And going to see the actual film, the final product, I confirm that. I think the in-ring stuff and the out-of-the-ring out emotional and family interactions, I think it's the best depiction of pro wrestling ever in cinema. I cannot believe I'm a part of it. I am like elated to be a small part of this amazing film and i want like everybody in the world to see it because it's whether you know wrestling or not and i know a lot of people who don't know wrestling who have been texting me the last month saying oh my god this movie and i'm like yes now now you get a little bit of why people get hooked on this so david i just want to say chavo jr or jr was nominated for best stunt coordinator for the iron claw at austin film critics association so I think this is going to open up more opportunities for him. And like you said, Chavo has been tremendously important for a lot of shows and movies. And now we saw oh. this. And um, and yes, if you guys have an opportunity to go in and see it, go and support. Like a lot of you guys were part of a lot of wrestlers, like real wrestlers were part of yeah. this. And uh, MJF was an executive yeah. producer. So it, it is important that, we, especially with our community, to go and support uh, things that were made for professional wrestling. Mm -hmm. Or by professional wrestlers, right? And um, and although this the the story of the Von Erics was very tragic and and very dramatic, honestly, like if you all know and went and saw yeah. what happened to the family, this is just you know a depiction of that. And um, I I had a great time seeing you and seeing some of the uh, people that I know, and um, you know I I love seeing you at at AEW, and um, we were talking about Daily's place. Can you tell us a memory, one of the best memories that you have in Daily's Place, especially during COVID? Oh, man. I love the, uh, I know it was a rough time for the world and country, but I love the lockdown Daily's Place times. One of my favorite memories was, uh, okay, so when I was in NXT, I would once in a while help babysit negative one Brody Jr., you know, and uh, I knew him as a very small little child, just running around, you know, making messes. But then when I came back, it was his birthday party, I think, and Luchasaurus and Trent Beretta were both like, hey, you should come to Jacksonville, say happy birthday. And I thought, all right, let's do it. I'll travel there, you know. And <laughs> Amanda was like, do you remember him? And then he just stares at me and goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think he said, who are you? And I just started laughing so hard. And I was like, man, I just flew across the literal entire country to say happy birthday, bro, anyways. But then we became... <laughs> Uh, buddies again that, that that was kind of a funny memory for me <laughs> that's awesome you mentioned earlier about glow and i didn't know this so there was like episodes taped for glow for another yeah, season that never aired i don't know how i don't know if they finished the season but i was in the first few episodes playing a guy a guy named tony maroney an italian we made like I have the merch in my room still of his face on, or my face another gold chain. I love being like a gold chain guy. I gotta start wearing a gold chain for my own self maybe. Yeah, the season uh, seemed to be exciting. Uh, the main character was going on the road with an actual uh, women's touring wrestling company and having adventures out there, and then you know le leaving the the uh, the glow show basically and getting really out there in the in the real wrestling world. 
but I guess uh, it was not to be. What a bummer that was to hear about that. Yeah, I, I, yeah the only cool. thing I can think of, and you would know better than me, because that show was a hit on on Huge, Netflix. Yeah. It was it was a big big hit. The only thing I can think of is because of the lockdown and because of the pandemic. Like I can't really think of anything else why no. you wouldn't go there. I worked on that show, and then a few weeks later, I did an episode of. AP Bio, the NBC sitcom that was on back then, a uh, very funny show. We did there's a wrestling episode, and so I was I was the cha- the chavo of that show, basically just you know helping them with finding a ring, training actors and stunt people, finding wrestlers, whatever. And I saw someone in the final day of shooting wearing a face mask, and I said, "Hey, what's that all about?" <laughs> and he said, "You know, you know that pandemic that's going the, the flu that's going around." And I said, "Oh, I don't know, I didn't hear about it yet." And I just that moment is just burned into my brain as me going. Okay, don't know what that is. And then the very next day, bam, 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 just everything closed. Just shut down. Everything Man. just shut down. But Donna Rosa, I, something you said earlier about supporting the wrestling community and, and helping these projects and everything, I, I wanted to just chime in. I had that same feeling on the Iron Claw. And days that I didn't work, I knew that there were other wrestlers yeah. doing matches and stuff. So every day that if I didn't have my own stuff, I would text Chavo and go, is there stuff in the ring? And he would say, yes, can I help? And he would say, please. And so... Any those other matches that were going on that I wasn't part of, I would just get in there and go, show the move on me, you know, help out. Like anything I could literally do at all. And because uh, I just felt this, it's kind of a community feeling of we're going to be creating, showing people who have never seen wrestling, wrestling. Yes. And you want the best foot forward, really. So, yeah, that's, I did have, that kind of rang a bell with me. Yeah, so hell yeah. And it almost feels like, and and I, because I went and saw it with my wife, it almost feels like non wrestling fans appreciate the movie more than wrestling fans. Because as wrestling fans, we're kind of poking holes in it. Like, that's not how it went down. We know the real story here and everything else. But for non-wrestling fans, they don't know the story. They, they, they're they not familiar with the Von Eric. So they're experiencing it for the first time. At least, Ryan, that's how I felt. I feel like almost like the non-wrestling fans have really appreciated this project a little bit more than the wrestling fan. I completely agree with that. I think that as someone, as a fan or an expert on something, you tend to want, like you said, poke holes in and go, well, you know, a documentary I saw doesn't show this we're not doing a reenactment. We're not making a documentary. It is, it's not people doing impressions or impersonations of somebody. Like it's a piece of art that is based on a thing that has happened, but this is its its own thing. So are you going to watch that Elvis movie and doing the same thing? Like maybe, yeah. but you're losing one of it. You're not appreciating the art, the, the thing that we've created here. Completely. If you want a documentary or an impersonation, they're out there. Go find those. You know, this is not that. Ryan, just getting back on you as a wrestler, what are some of your goals as a single wrestler and now with your brother that you want to accomplish in 2024 or things that you have not been able to do? And yet now that you have this opportunity, do you want to do? Well, like I said earlier, I, I really look forward to working with my brother a lot more. Um, even when we were, we were in the same company, it seemed like the people in the company didn't want us to to connect with each other. I'm thinking back to a time when NXT did a show in Orlando and he was our, our big guest and he said, I'll come do the show if I can wrestle Ryan. And I said, okay, that sounds great. And then uh, the unnamed people at the time, just for a month before that, tried to cancel the match, cancel the show, have him out of it. And, oh, your brother doesn't want to wrestle you. And I'm in the car with him listening to this on the speakerphone going, okay, well, <laughs> so I just know that right now we can finally do what we want without anyone else poking their nose in it. 
Speaking of that, next week uh, we're going to Puerto Rico together for WWC's the big Euphoria show. So, will the Nemeth Bros have uh, some fun in Puerto Rico? I think nice. if you're there, you the oh show. yes, for sure. Especially if you're gonna <laughs> stay in a hotel right there, I'm gonna tell you, there's a lot of women with thongs. Women with thongs? Well, the good yes, I, I was sitting down doing work, and I was like, why are there so many women with? Oh, it's just oh, it's very hot. That's what we wear. Thongs. I love it. <laughs> I love Puerto Rico. Uh, so yeah, I want to work with him. And then in the world of wrestling on my own, uh, I think the the little interaction we, we had at uh, Wrestle Kingdom was a nice, really nice uh, reintroduction to wrestling to be showcased in a way that wasn't uh, a silly punchline falling over myself like the Three Stooges with the wingman or something. And that was fun. And it served its purpose. But I'm uh, greatly looking forward to uh, showcasing myself as an athletic, serious talent, which I literally am in real life. So if a wrestling company can help me show that, that'd be great. Hey, thank you very much, boss. You know? <laughs> wow. Uh, I, like I said, I enjoy being funny and fun and making people laugh, and that's yeah. great. But I am also a very good wrestler. So You know, Ryan, it's it's we all evolved in our lives as as individuals and mm -hmm. we also evolved as professional wrestlers Good and point. i think this is this is exactly what's happening to you the, the door is open now and you want to evolve as a professional wrestler as a serious professional wrestler instead yes. of just what you, because i've seen you do your job all the time you did it to the t you were entertaining you were always in shape and you were always with i'm gonna tell you david Ryan always had a positive attitude in the back. I nice. never heard you complain once, ever. Wow. Thanks, Santa Rosa. So, um, and the fact that you have this this chance to do this, and your brother is gonna like, I will say, the platform, the catapult that is gonna take you to to be where sure. you want to be. That's fun. That's I was gonna use. It. Okay, that's fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking go. Are you allowed to say that? Yes, I. Yeah, this is the first time in like an hour and a half. That's good. Yep. Well, listen, I had fun uh, being in the wingman. I had fun being the hunk, and it was great. Uh, but I have other stuff to offer. I'm literally uh, an award-winning athlete, actor, and uh, performer. And I'm a, literally a crossover star. Let's use that. That's, that'd yeah. be great. And, and unlike you, Ryan, I haven't evolved at all. So, Thunder, tell me more about Puerto Rico. Please. Okay. So last time I was in Puerto Rico, <laughs> I was I was doing work by the by the pool, and I turn around mm -hmm. and I see this beautiful woman wearing a thong, and then I turn around, it's another beautiful woman wearing a thong, and then I was like, and I I said it out loud, I was like, man, everybody's wearing thongs. I was like, yeah, ma'am, you're in Puerto Rico, and I was like, right on. So next time I went there, I was wearing a thong. So there you go. Nice. Okay, so I need to <laughs> definitely pack my thongs. So well, you know, Ryan, no, I maybe... don't know. Maybe a speedo. So you get a, a real a real tan. I love Puerto Rico. Shout out to Puerto Rico, La Rosa Negra, who like sent me a message at 5 a.m. I love her and I miss her. Shout <laughs> For you, Ryan, uh, in comedy, your inspiration. Mm -hmm. What's like, well, who is like your inspiration uh, to want to get up there and do stand up? Oh, man, my inspiration often are uh, sketch and improv people. So Chris Farley is a huge one for me. And I think the the sympathetic kind of boyish innocence of Chris Farley is something that I try to embody, which um, often people find adorable up there, which is nice. But he was so athletic also. I mean, he I would hear stories from the Second City people that he would be on stage and just 
toss a backflip out there and they were like this guy's 300 pounds and he just nailed the back tuck like on stage and it made sense and it was fun so he's one andy kaufman definitely just uh looking at stand up and, and performing in front of a crowd in such a bizarre way like coming at it from all these different angles i love that kind of a kind of thing and uh, a modern uh, current performer and writer mike o'brien i don't know if you'll ever get a chance to see him but he is one of the funniest live performers just ever. I, I love him. All right. And you're going to be able to see Ryan on stage tomorrow night in Union Square. Tickets are still available. TheStandNYC.com. It's going to be Ryan. It's going to be Stokely. Kyle Lewis will also be performing comedy on my show at the Gramercy Theater on February 10th. So make sure you please go and support Ryan, support Young Comedy support comedy in New York City, support stand-up comedy, so go to the standnyc.com for tickets. Thunder, are you going? No, I was just, I thought you were going to say something else, but you know what, Ryan, it's been a pleasure to be with you in the locker room. It's been a pleasure to see what you do in the ring and outside of the ring. Uh, you're definitely one of those people that I look up to because I myself, I'm, I'm going into an acting career, singing career, and uh oh, we need to have some sit down meetings and plan plan our future I together. know since you are like in LA and you you know all the people, all the good people. So yeah, whatever, um, you, whatever it takes, let's yeah, do it. I think um you I was really happy to see you in New Japan. I was really, really happy. Because you, 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 you deserve you deserve that. You deserve what you worked really hard for. And like I said, you are one of those few people that always have a positive attitude and always have that uh excellence part of you like you always want to show what's best of you so thank you for that this has been an, an amazing boost for my ego being on this show it's really, thank, <laughs> thank you so much. No, seriously it's really nice thank you ryan uh good luck tomorrow uh good luck in the future both on stage and in the ring and uh don't be a stranger we'd love to get you back on again and thank you so much love for the time this morning oh thank before you. you leave can you let us our listeners where they can follow you so if they want to buy your merch they want to see you and stand up or, Definitely. Um, and let me give a quick shout out to Lady to Lady Comedy, who uh, first uh, let me be in stand up shows in L.A. when I first started out. And if you're in L.A. this weekend, go see Jenna Freeman show. Uh, you can find me everywhere. Rye Rye Nemnem, uh, Twitter, X, whatever, Instagram, YouTube channel. Rye Rye Nemnem. That's that's my adorable. Wait, cute what the name. fuck? Rye Rye Nemnem. What's yeah. that? All right. All right. Rye, Rye. It's different. <laughs> like Ryan Nemeth, but it's cuter. Okay. All right. Well. There you from go. LA, you know? <laughs> it works for you. Yo, what's going on? This is Bully Ray from Busted Open on Sirius XM's Fight Nation. For 15 years, we've brought you the best pro wrestling talk on the planet. And now, we're bringing you even more. Yo, guys, welcome to Busted Open After Dark. Every Wednesday night, as soon as AEW Dynamite ends, I'm bringing you instant reactions with the Busted Open Nation. The only place to party on Wednesday nights is Busted Open After Dark. With me, Uncle Bully. Download it on Apple, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcasts. Mickey, it, it dropped yesterday that you're the new creative director of OVW plus uh, the head of female talent. Thank you. Uh, congratulations. And, man, the outpouring of love and support that I've seen. And, Mickey, you know when it comes to social media sometimes, it could be on shaky ground. The yeah. love and everything that came out and of support and how – this decision is really going to change OVW. You got to be happy well, about I the hope. response. Yeah, I've been. Yeah, no, I have to say the 
the love from, you know, and the response from it has been all positive and all amazing. So I hope to be able to deliver to somewhat, you know, justify the, the love, I guess. Um, I'm really excited though. You know, I've been wanting a way to like kind of step behind the scenes and learn more in that capacity and really try to, uh, build and do something with, um, you know, women's wrestling specifically. And I think that they have a whole division there. There's a lot of opportunities and, um, you know, you saw Mick Foley there. He was there at the pay-per-view in the last, you know, television tapings and he's coming in. And I think that, you know, I just, I even said it, I was there last Thursday for TV and I was like looking at the, the talent and, and the stands. And I go like, I was sitting in those very stands. I was in your shoes. And I think, you know, there's a lot of history you know, with myself, but with a lot of people in those four walls. And I think that all of us, you know, want OVW to win. And and I think that they have a lot of opportunities there. And um, I'm just excited. I'm excited, dude. I can't, I, I was like, go ahead. No, I think it, yeah, you should be super excited. I mean, um, I was talking to Beth and Mar Mariah Can Maria Canellis this Saturday, and um, mm -hmm. they were sharing some of their experiences. You know, and I know, uh, I think Beth was part of OVW too, was she? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, So yeah. a lot of you guys that I personally look up to when I started watching wrestling in 2024, 25, you know, um, I mean, 2005. Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say uh, 2024, okay. 25, sorry, 25. Sorry, I'm like, that's in the future. We're, <laughs> we're going to put that no, manifest it's like you guys stuff. have You guys have a vision and a perspective that some of us in this general, in my generation, of the girls that I, I I was brought up, we don't have is like one of the things that both of them said to us with the group that we were talking was like make those little moments, those little three minutes on TV worth it, right? right. And and you you and all all of those women went through that, and yeah. like the way that you guys were able to get over is incomparable to like some of the stuff that we see now with the little time that you guys had. So I'm yeah. so excited for the girls that you're going to be working with on OVW, especially how hot OVW is right now with yeah. the knowledge that you have. It's just develop that and and I really take it all in and make him, yeah. make him, you know, their own. I hope. Yeah. And I think that's one, I mean, you know, like trying to build something with women's wrestling. I mean, you know, yourself just because just from, your stuff with mission pro so it's like yes. it's hard and it, and it is a different show but think about where we are in the business today that we can even yeah. fight for a women's wrestling promotion and more exposure when you think back like or when i think back to beth and maria and and all of us when we come in to go from three minutes on tv or from bikini matches which we all did and like we made the most yes. of those moments and they were amazing when we were in them but we all knew that we were trying to build to make women's wrestling awesome, you know, um, and just make the most of what moments we would get. But to think of going from that space to now having, you know, Maria at the head of the table, uh, you know, for, for the women's wrestling army, for you with mission pro with her in Australia, to be able to announce something like that with the love for empower. When we did that for, you know, the knockouts, knockdown at impact and to have mm -hmm. all these things. And now I think that, um, they do have a strong women's division down there in OVW and they're trying to build that. And I can see, you know, within Al and Maria's the head, you know, she's works a lot with the female talent down there. Um, there's just a lot of space to grow because I think obviously because of the love from Netflix, people are reminded of the yeah. history there. And 
um, and how much has gone through there. But it's also really that trying to make it story because all these all these talents there are trying to make it to that next level. Right. Yes. Um, and uh, it's just it's really great. And I think that kind of reminded everybody of their own story or how they got there. You know, the origin story of their characters. You think about I mean, in my class, there was like Carlito, Nick Nimeth. Melina, Beth Phoenix, like there was all these all these experiences with and it's it's tough when you're trying to make it right. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I think there's a lot of growth down there. I'm ex specifically focused on the women's division, but mm -hmm. also I think that like with character development, I think that's where I can really help with the talent uh, in that kind of thing of like you said, getting pretty much married to your character and who you are out there. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream the podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open every day of the week at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Foundation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because... If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel.